Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. So one of the hugest questions of these days um, hovering around the world is not climate change question, but is the terrorism question. And of course, as usual, the political system um, just throws up their arms and says, we revert back to our primitive days and let's just attack them. Um, all out war against terrorism. Well, as we know from all the other wars against anything, uh, it doesn't work. Certainly not in the long term. Um, I mean, anything that we've warred on, uh, you know, war on drugs, the war on terrorism, the war on um, everything, you know, the war on idiocy, the war on anything, you know, it's it's a it's always losing. So, um, you know, some people, of course, always have better ideas. And uh, the few people who listen to them understand those ideas. And then it kind of just gets lost. Well, here's my proposal. Okay, so we know from Newtonian physics, which is the, the sort of basic physics that they teach you in, in elementary school and high school, um, which is the physics of sort of medium-sized stuff, not, not tiny, 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 tiny stuff, and not necessarily the whole universe as a whole, um, but the medium-sized stuff that's like us, that's like humans, the, uh, the, the, the matter and energy uh, that we see around us sort of in our day-to-day -day life. And the, the laws of physics in Newtonian physics, is uh, one of the basic laws is for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And what that means is if you have an oppositional force, if you use an oppositional force against something else, it will react with an oppositional force. Um, that means if you push something, it pushes back with an equal amount of force. And uh, on the other hand, if you use an attractive force, um, an appealing force like gravity, uh, the more you attract something, the more it's attractive to you, uh, the more it pulls you. So if you pull something towards you, it pulls towards it, it pulls you towards itself. Um, you know, and call that gravity, um, as opposed to the oppositional pushing force, which uh, I'm not entirely sure what we officially call it, but um, that's the, you know, the sort of the force that we use when we, when we actively move things around. Um, so we, we look at these basic laws of basic sort of day-to-day -day physics and we say, okay, so if we war against something, if we fight against something, it's going to fight against us in an equal amount, basically. Um, and now you say, well, that doesn't always happen. 
you know, sometimes if you push against something, it, it you know, doesn't push back and it accepts, uh, you know, runs away or it stops doing what it's doing. So sometimes if you fight something, um, it actually stops temporarily. And that's true. Because um, we are not, we, we complex living things um, do go against these Newtonian laws of physics, which is why um, Newtonian physics was actually discovered to be not the whole story. And uh, quantum physics, and maybe there'll even be a new name for living physics, um, which we might actually call psychology, sociology, evolution, biology. You know, these include the basic laws of physics and quantum physics, the basic laws of Newtonian physics and quantum physics. But these are higher levels of physics in which case uh, we're operating on multi-dimensions. And so we can actually react in a much more complicated way than, than pure primitive physical matter. Um, however, we still revert primarily to the, the basic laws, uh, the single dimensional laws of Newtonian physics, which means that most of the time when you push against us, we're going to push back against you. And most of the time when you have an attractive force towards us, you want to pull us towards you, we're going to pull towards you, pull you towards us as well. That's the, the primitive state of non-complex life uh, when you're thinking in just in a single dimension. So that means that, yes, occasionally when you fight against something, it might like you back um, or it might stop what it's doing and do what you want it to do. But the, the base instinct, the base function of our systems, of our biological systems, still reverts to uh, Newtonian physics and so most of the time that you fight against us, we're going to fight back against you with an equal force. And we're going to, you know, not do what you say, what you're trying to tell us to do. Um, which means that a, an attractive force, a positive, um, healthy force, i.e. whatever the opposite of fighting is, you know, you might say that's love. Um, some people say that's curiosity. Some people might say that's generosity, friendship. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, the best way to eliminate an enemy is to make them your friend. And that certainly is true with complex life. I mean, we know, you know, the, the way that we have turned a lion into an adorable, cuddly kitten that, you know, takes over the internet as something that alleviates our pain and suffering just by watching it. We've done something right there. We've actually done something successful. We've taken this, this mortal enemy, literal mortal enemy of human beings, the lions and the tigers, and we've quite 
successfully turned them into our best friends, um, who, you know, sleep in our beds and, and you know, follow us where we, wherever we go, talking to us, even if we can't understand them. And we talk to them, even though they can't understand us. So let's use that as a model for terrorists, for extremist, violent uh, thinkers, and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to realize that most of the time you're operating under Newtonian physics, and if we want you to go somewhere, if we want you to do something that works with us, we need to work with you. We need to go towards you and pull you towards where we're going using a, an attractive force. And that attractive force, as I said, again, is, is either friendship or love or generosity um, or even just curiosity. You want to start with curiosity and move towards love. And, you know, the love is even the stronger attractive force than just curiosity. So that's the solution on the general sense. That's how we want our tactics to go rather than fighting against something, trying to squash it. Um, I mean, think of a, a, even if we were successful in, in crushing uh, this, I think it's called Diash or Diash, uh, which is the, the, the more common term in Europe, I guess, for Daesh, I guess it is, uh, the more common term for this, this caliphate, the uh, Islamic State, um, in Syria and everywhere else. Um, even if we, we managed to, to physically destroy uh, their, the spaces where they're collecting, you know, you're not going to destroy the idea. You're going to make that idea much stronger. So, and, and, it, and just like with Buddhism, for example, with Tibetan Buddhism, um, when the, the Chinese government came in and destroyed the central location of the Dalai Lama um, back in, I believe, 40s, what happened? Well, they scattered. The Tibetan Buddhists scattered all around the world. And it's like taking a... Um, Taking a ball of clay or Play-Doh or something flexible, which is what human beings are and culture is, sticking in your hand and trying to crush it. Well, what happens? It, the, certainly the central part gets smaller, but it, it squeezes out of the cracks in between your fingers and it goes everywhere. So it, it doesn't actually become smaller. It becomes larger and more networked and more spread out, which is what we're seeing the more we attack uh, these extremists, um, these, the, the caliphate, the, the Islamic State, the, um, the Muslim extremists, and the same is true with, with any extremist group. Um, the more we attack it, the more spread out it becomes and the more angry it becomes and the more dangerous it becomes. So the solution is to approach it with curiosity, with love, with compassion, with generosity and saying, uh, you know, how do we how do we turn this mortal enemy into our best cuddliest friends who literally when we watch them make us melt and feel joy 
the way we do with cats. Well, we give them we give them what they need, right? We give them the food and the water and the shelter and the warmth and the freedom that they need to be healthy and feel comfortable in life and feel like they are appreciated for who they are. We didn't try to make lions and tigers into, you know, birds. We didn't try to make them into, you know, something they're not. We, we took them as they were and just removed their need to be violent at the extreme. We let them be what they are. They're still cats. They're still, you know, they still got sharp teeth and claws and they could still seriously do harm. In fact, you know, cats who are angry, you know, even little adorable kitty cats can, you know, scratch up pretty badly and bite you. Um, but we've removed their need to do that at an extreme level. And we can do the exact same thing for any extremist, whether it be religious or non-religious group, any re- extremist vi- violent group, um, we can turn them into, you know, our best cuddliest friends uh, by simply finding out, you know, what they need the most and what makes them feel comfortable and safe and joyful and free and healthy and happy. And we can help them find it. We can share what we have with them on a level that works for them. We can attract them. And when we are attractive to them, we will be attractive to them and they will be attractive to us. That's the way the laws of physics work most of the time. There is this more complex time where it doesn't always work. There will be some extremists. I was just listening to... Um, the woman, one the woman who was on the team from Tunisia, who just won the Nobel Peace Prize for helping stabilize a government um, where there were so many conflicting groups, um, and they brought them together using dialogue and talking to them and and saying, "Okay, well, what do you want? You know, some real healthy negotiation and discussion and sharing of you know." problems and solutions and they won the Nobel Peace Prize no it wasn't perfect there and as the woman admitted um I think this was on a hard hard talk uh which is a British uh program uh, radio program um and the the interviewer was saying well but what about the extremists there still are you know um terrorist acts even in Tunisia um, as well as in the United States and, and everywhere else around the world. Um, there, there's still some groups who, you know, you haven't been able to reach. And she admitted that, yes, there there are always extremists. And that made me realize that, um, you know, what we can do in the exact same way that the extremists get created. I mean, most of these, well, all of these human beings are born, you know, babies. They're, they're born with no, no extremism in them whatsoever. They're born completely blank slates as, as it it, uh, relates to how to do politics. I mean, certainly human beings are born with a basic instinct to be collaborative and to, to have desires that work 
um, for them, you know, to take care of themselves. Um, and then they also have this base instinct to defend themselves. So we can, in the same way that, um, that the, the groups in Syria and in Iraq and everywhere else have been, have been sort of winning people over onto their side, onto their violent side, um, one person at a time using social media and just socialization and interacting with them on a human level, on a, on an intimate personal level of talking to them as a human being, as an individual who, you know, simply is trying to live their lives. And so we can talk to them in the same way, convincing them the opposite, convincing them that, you know, we actually care about them and we want them to be healthy and we want them to do this in a, and, and here's a way to do this in a healthy, beautiful, intimate way um, that, that works in the long term. And so, in, so how this works is that you, um, the, the way that change happens is, is actually through a chain. Uh, the, the chain change, the change chain. Um, yeah, that's terrible, I know. Um, but if you look in a network, and, and we're starting to use this in, in understanding how systems work, that the connections aren't all one-to-one. Obviously, we know this. You know, I don't know every single human being on the planet. I certainly don't know every living being on the planet. I don't have an intimate connection with every single individual thing that's alive. However... I do have a connection to many individuals on a, on a fairly personal level. I know certainly um, you listening to me now, that's a, that, that's, that may be a somewhat superficial personal level, but it's still a personal level. You are hearing my voice in your ears and you're listening to what my ideas on a one-to-one basis. You know, it's not, there's, there's no, there's no filter that is distorting my ideas here um, as far as, you know, it might be if there was a reporter in between you and me and a reporter was was editing me. Um, there's no editing going on. It's straight me right now. So that's a personal connection. And anytime we interact with someone in that sort of unfiltered, unedited way, um, as much as possible, that is a first-person connection. So on a network, that would be, you know, if we draw a circle in the middle and, and that's the first individual, then, then there's circles around that individual who we have a straight line to. That's a first-person connection. And um, the second person in that, you know, those, those, the, the first-person connection to the second person and then those second people, all the people who I have contacted and made a personal connection with and shared my ideas and feelings with, those people can take those ideas and incorporate them into their own, with their own ideas and then share those ideas with the individuals who they're personally connected to. So that gets to a third person. That means I have affected a third individual who I've never had connection with but who is now getting some ideas from me. Now, they're not direct. 
And of course, that means um, that they're they're going to be somewhat different. But that's okay because the individual who's sharing my idea with that third person, so the second person, has added their own best ideas to my best ideas here. And that means that actually makes the idea better. So that third person is getting an even better idea, hopefully. Um, no, that doesn't always work. But in general, that's the tendency where it goes. I mean, we tend to add our best ideas. And our best ideas aren't perfect, but they're certainly better than our worst ideas. And we generally don't add our worst ideas um, when we're sharing other people's ideas. That's, again, that's not always true. Again, that's why we have terrorists because they're not sharing their best ideas they're sharing their worst ideas but i'm hoping that when you share um the ideas that you have and that you've collected from other individuals um like me that you're sharing you're adding your best ideas to them about how to be healthy and so then this third person does the same thing they take the ideas that they've they've gotten from from you the second person and um they share those ideas with a fourth person. Now, this has gotten quite far away from the, the first individual. We've gotten four, we've gotten three skips away. So the fourth person is getting um, quite a different view from my direct view, but in the, in the middle has been adding new good ideas, hopefully. And so that fourth person uh, can have some really fantastic information coming into them. But it's coming directly from a first-person connection to them. So they're getting a connection directly and a very personal, intimate connection. And that is how chain hap change happens through this chain of a network. And now what's really interesting is that um, we have discovered um, through some fascinating studies that our planet right now, the human culture at least is no more than four steps away from anyone else. Which means that, in theory at least, what I'm saying right now has the potential to reach every single human being on the planet. And that's true for anything any of us say, any of us humans say at least, that we are connected within three steps, or four people in total, um, four nodes, three hops, from every individual out there as a human being. Which means that we can very easily spread this idea of eliminating terrorism by using an attractive, generous, curious, loving force, as opposed to a negative, harm-based, violent this against them, eye for an eye approach. So this is how I propose change. I propose that everyone who's hearing this goes out and tells someone else something relating to this, something relating to this basic law of Newtonian physics, this basic law of primitive psychology of our base instincts is that uh, a negative uh, pushing violent force 
always, nearly always leads to a negative, violent, pushing force in opposition to us. And then a, an attractive, appealing, positive force of love and generosity and curiosity um, nearly always leads to an equal an opposite force against, I mean, towards us of coming back to us of generosity and love and compassion and curiosity. So if you share that with someone and add your own little bits, um, you share that with someone on an intimate personal level and then encourage them to share that, their own version of it on an intimate level as far and wide as possible. And I don't just mean, you know, in your own little groups. I mean, you know, in the groups that the furthest types of different people you know that you can reach, you know, who have a personal connection with you, but who are just very diverse. I think there's a chance that we might actually be able to stop terrorism with nothing more than our ideas. What do you think? I know this has been a, a somewhat intense one and a somewhat long one, and I hope you've appreciated it, and I hope you've learned something from it. And, you know, you never know um, if, uh, if terrorist groups can reach out and use the internet and use their, their socialization skills to turn people to the dark side, so to speak. Um, you know, we have that same power. We can do the same thing. We can reach out and use social media and use our so social connections and share the light side. We can. If they can do it, we can do it. And we can make them us and we can make us them. And we can become a healthier, happier world that is functioning in a way that works for everyone. Let me know what you think. Um, you can find me at turl.org, T-U-R-I-L.org is this blog, and I will have some links up there, including some diagrams um, that go with this. And you can also find me on Reddit. Uh, it's www.reddit.com slash uh, user, U-S-E-R, slash turl, T-U-R-I-L. And you can also email me at thewiseturtle at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. I wish you well. Thanks a lot. Bye.